I asked somebody, what's your mission, your company mission? He said, uh, let me see, it's in a drawer somewhere. I don't, I don't remember where it is, or it's on the wall. A mission is actually written on your heart and it's what you, you live and die for. Every leader faces challenges on a daily basis. And the way we navigate those challenges can make a deep and lasting impact for time and eternity. We're helping leaders discover practical tools based on biblical principles and helping you create like-minded communities who will walk with you as you lead your organization to health. Welcome to the Healthy Leaders Podcast. Hello, friend. Today on the podcast, we are in part four of our series, Other Forms of Currency. And today, we're talking about being directionally correct, or another way of putting that, how do we get all this energy that we've been talking about, all this, these other forms of currency, uh, which in part one was the power of human energy, part two was how human energy is measured. Uh, last time we talked about the story in your head or the orientation, sharing your, your story. So part four is how do we get all this stuff going in one direction? How do we make sure that all of our energy is lined up and and going in the right in the right direction? So uh, before we dive into that, I just want to encourage you to go to our website, philcohen.co, and reach out to us if you'd like help in any way. If you want to just ask some questions that maybe we don't cover, or maybe you want to dig a little bit deeper, maybe there's some things that were brought up in one of these episodes that got you curious, got you thinking, and you just want to have a conversation further about that, we'd love to talk with you. So reach out to us at our website, philcohen.co. And today, let's get into it. Directionally correct. What does that mean? Well, that's a phrase that I'm going to have to give a credit to Bill Burnett, okay. who was our business coach for about 10 years. And he, he was, his coaching really helped us, uh, among other things, quadruple our business size and, and do it with a lot of rest in the business. And there's no such thing as perfection in business. And business is, is on the move. The economy is on the move. Everything is in motion. Time is in motion. Life, there's there's changes and there's COVID. There's political changes, and and so you've got to have a direction that you're going, and you've got to know what direction you're going. And so, how do you create that direction? And uh, we we use Proverbs twenty one five to get directionally correct. It starts on the foundation, like we said. We we started reading Proverbs, and one of the great miracles we discovered as we read Proverbs is that a lot of stuff works. Mm. And it not only works, it's universal and scalable. And Proverbs 21.5 says, good planning and hard work leads to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. And so we took that literally, that before you work hard, you need a good plan. And so many people ignorantly, just innocently, ignorantly work hard, but they don't have a good plan. I've been surprised since I sold the company and and even in, in our, you might say, semi, our, our refirement mode, retire, getting our new tires and, and, and going into this journey of helping other businesses. I've been surprised at how much time goes into planning, just like planning a trip. Yeah. But if you don't have a good plan, then it's things are going to fall apart. They could. So the, it's, it's good planning and hard work leads to prosperity. So how do you channel all this together? And, 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 and the way to do it is you got to get it out of your head, what's going on. 
what what you're what you're doing, get it out of your head and get it in writing, so that everyone can look at it in writing and agree this is the direction we want to go. This is something that that large companies do, multi-billion dollar companies do it. They call it a one-page plan. There's a book called The Rockefeller Habits. This is what Rockefeller did. Uh, Patrick Lencioni refers to it. Uh, there, we started doing it in 2013. It's just, we called it a one-page plan. And it, you, you can fit uh, on one page, more or less, everything about your company. It just boils it down to one thing. So I'm going to go through the list, and I have, actually have a template that I use. Uh, the first year we did it, we did it. It was very clumsy, but it worked. And each year we refined it. We started in 2013, and every year we refined it, and it got better. But it was one of the most powerful things we did. And again, it's, it's founded on Proverbs 21.5, but a lot of companies do this. They don't know the concept of the proverb. They simply know it. And they're going to teach this at Harvard and Stanford and every business school you go to. And it's not just something that uh, that works only in business. I mean, you can use this for planning your family trips. You can use this for uh, planning a, a house projects or a construction project or remodeling or any of the, any of the practical stuff. You can use this same outline in multiple areas of your life, even in your, in your marriage and in your, you know, how you uh, uh, do projects with your kids. Uh, you can, you can use this formula to answer a lot of the important questions. So then when you get into stuff, whether it's in business or your personal life, you know exactly where you are on the map mm -hmm. at every point in the time. It's like an architect's plan mm -hmm. or a blueprint or a map. And so let me get back to a few basics here. I started learning this back in about 2004. I was in a wealth management program and it was limited. It was a private event. It was limited to 40 people. And we spent a year working on it. And we took a flip chart. That's these, uh, what do you, was it two by three papers that have the sticky backs and we mm -hmm. put it up on the wall. And on the top, we put, what, what's your dream life? Where do you want, where do you, want your life to end up. And we might, might write something like, well, I want to own $10 million worth of real estate that's paying 10% and um, that's paying 10% uh, a profit of, of passive income. So I want to make a million dollars a year. And at the bottom, you put your current reality. Well, this is where I am. This is the debts I have. This is the business I own. This is the degrees I have. These are my abilities. And then you leave the middle blank. And so with 40 people, we had a coach. And the coach would, first of all, the, the coach and the rest of the group would tell us if this was realistic. And then, the, and then so once we decided that, yeah, this is realistic and this is doable, then we left the middle blank. So in the middle, it's the, it's the gap between here to there. Like one, one person, one leader said, leadership is simply going from here to there, which is really what life is. You're just simply going from here to there. And the more you go from here to there with intentionality, mm -hmm. the more likely you are to succeed mm -hmm. in, in whatever your definition of success is. As we're doing this here, we're wanting to know what God's definition of success is. 
But even if you do it with your definition of success, it'll work for you. So, so what she taught us was how to go from our, our, our current reality to our desired outcome. And she spent a year teaching us how to do that. One of the things we did, which is what we're talking about forming campfire groups, is that these, these, you have these little groups who meet once a week or once a month. They meet together and they, they have the, each have their plan and they're talking about how to do this plan and, and the direction they're going and how to get from here to there. So she taught us how to fill in the gap. And one thing, um, she explained it, that in the gap, so in the gap between where you are and where you need to go, there's, there needs to be a certain amount of tension. So when you, uh, when you tune a violin, if you tune it too tight, what's going to happen? Strings will pop. It'll be out of tune. You might break the violin might break right yeah if you don't tune it tight enough what happens it sounds terrible you can't play it <laughs> right so it's the same thing in the gap between where you are and where you need to be there has to be the right amount of tension if there's too much tension you can actually harm people mm. you, you can harm people you could run out of cash you could harm people emotionally psychologically you can destroy their health by putting too much tension in the gap and by not putting enough tension in the gap, you're not going to get there. Mm -hmm. You just won't get It's just going to be sloppy floppy. Mm -hmm. So we spent the year learning how to go from here to there. Mm -hmm. And that was back in 2004. And then in 2000, uh, 2013, I actually learned how to create more of a formalized map. Now, I'm a visionary person. And that's something I, I discovered long ago is that I actually, the way I cope with reality is I can actually see how things can improve. I am not a detail person, um, but the gift that I have along with being a visionary is I know how to see a better world, but I also know how to create a map to that better world. And so we have this one-page plan, this, this plan, this, this thing that's used universally. There are different formats in how it's done, but... But fundamentally, it's the same. It's fundamentally, it's the same. Uh, first of all, is what is the what is the big purpose and mission of your business? The big purpose of our business was to transform lives. What would God call it? And then the second one is what is the pain or problem you solve? So I did a, I was in Honduras and I did a youth conference, a youth business conference. And it was in a city that, where there was 50% unemployment, a lot of corruption, a lot of violence. And I had them break into little groups. And I said, what is your greatest pain? And they wrote it down. And then I said, what is the dream that could solve that pain? What's the dream? And then how would you turn that into a business? So th there has to be a pain or a problem that you're solving in the marketplace. And then you, then you need a dream of how you're going to solve that. And I had them grouped together, and they shared. And that's a story for another day, but I had them present. And then there were 15 different groups. So I had the leader or the, or the scribe secretary from the group present what their, the, the pain was, what the dream was, how they would solve it with a business. And then I had people applaud. And then... Through applause, it got down to five groups. 
that were uh, that that were winners. There were the winners, the ones that got the most applause. So I said, I want you to go back and I want you to refine your plan. And while they were refining their plan, I taught the rest of the people in the room. I said, now this is how business works. There's pain that needs to be resolved. There's some kind of pain and there's a dream and your applause is your currency. Your applause is how, when you applauded, you were saying, I would buy from this business or I would work for this business. So that was your energy. That was your currency. And then they came and they represented. And then I said, I'll give a thousand pesos to the, to the, whoever has the best, who gets the most applause. And a thousand pesos was like $40. So it didn't cost me much. And it was, it was just a thrill to be able to do that to a bunch of youth. So what is the pain or problem you solve? And then the next one is, what's the actual physical service or work you provide? How are you going to do this? Is it going to be through a trucking company? Is it going to be through a cabinet shop? Is it going to be through advising people? How will you solve this pain or problem? And then the next question I have on my template is, who is your perfect customer? Who, who would, who, how would you know that this is the person that, that would, would want to buy from you or even work for you. So who is your perfect customer? And then the next, the next one, and, and let me stop here and say that th this is done, your leadership team does this together and it usually takes about two days to do this. I have facilitated these, there's people out there who facilitate them. Uh, some charge a lot of money, some charge a little money, um, but it's, it's basically how it's done. And so, now, now that you've got this, it's like, what's the mission of your company? The overall mission, it's to, maybe it's a plumbing company to, to solve people's plumbing problems and uh, to, 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 be the, to be there to show up when people need you and, and to, where people don't have to worry about if uh, they're going to be treated fairly, their, their problem's going to be solved the mission of your company is, is, and then, and, and so you go on who your perfect customer is, is somebody who's got a plumbing problem. Hmm. And so then the vision is, I call vision standing in the future, looking back, like you're pretend you're standing on the mountain looking down and what does it look like? Hmm. So, so let's say your, your vision is five years from now, what is your company going to look like in five years? So stand there and imagine you're there looking back and describe what it looks like. And then the next question is your values is how are you going to behave to do this? So how are we going to behave toward each other and toward our customers? And that defines, and there's exercises you can go through. I mean, don't overthink this right now, but this is done together as a group and the group actually helps each other form this thing. Because you want not the, the, the CEO or the owner to do this, but you want this to be done with the people in your company who are really bought in to wanting to see this company make it. Mm -hmm. So those are your leaders. And, and then the next question is that I've added, because I use the Bible as a foundation, or what are some Bible verses that you think are important for this business? And because the Bible is... is I'm a guy who can come up with some really clever sayings, like, if you don't tell me the truth, life will. <laughs> and cover your church eye. <laughs> Even my best quotes aren't going to be as solid and universal 
and timeless as using the Bible, especially if the Bible is used correctly, if it's used in the correct context. So what are some Bible verses that apply to this? And then you want to make a list of everything that you can think of that needs to be done so you can accomplish this. Mm -hmm. To get to this, this vision in five years, you make a list, and then, then as a team, you, you so you only have, this is mostly for businesses that are in existence. Mm -hmm. So you only have enough resources. I think it's Peter Drucker mm -hmm. or Max Dupree who said, you only have the resources to do three to five of these in one year. So you've got the resources and energy, you've got the money, the energy to do three to five in one year. And, and so if, if this year, like this is 2022, if this is gonna be the best year ever, that's gonna move you toward that vision and move you toward your mission, what are the things that need to happen? And you come together as a group, and then you're gonna need as a group to decide, it's gonna to have to boil down to three to five things that need to be done. And then, and then once you decided on those three to five things that need to be done, then you assign who does it. So each, each of those, they're called big rocks. Mm -hmm. Each of those big rocks is going to have somebody who, who is responsible to get it done. It doesn't mean he's going to do it. It, right. it means he's responsible to get it done. So that, that's the one-page plan. That's how we get these things going directionally correct. Mm -hmm. And we, we get it out of our heads and we put it in writing. And then we agree together as a leadership team, this is where we're going. And then we present it to the rest of the, the team. And so it's in writing and that way people can look at it and they can know. Now, a lot of people talk about their, their mission. And I hate using the word mission statement. I prefer the word mission. It's like Paul's mission was to take Christ to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. My mission is to help business leaders bring a godly foundation into their workplace so that their families can be better. A mission is something that's more active. It's, you don't have to, I asked somebody, what's your mission, your company mission? He said, let me see, it's in a drawer somewhere. I don't, I don't remember where it is, or it's on the wall. A mission is actually written on your heart. I mean, it is energized, it's hot. It's what gets you up in the morning. That's your company mission. And, and it's what you, you live and die for. And, and it's, it's what, uh, it's, it, yeah. And so all of this is built around that mission. And so what are the three to five things we need to do this year to keep that mission going? Mm -hmm. And then you, you, you put your energy and resources into that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this is some really high-level business coaching here. I mean, this is not, like you said, you're going to get this taught at Harvard Business School and, and all the big business coaches are going to teach some form of this um, model. And, you know, Phil's got this outline that's been really hard fought. I mean, it, it's something that you refined over many, many years. And I know that you are very avid um, uh, improver. You are continually improving at every turn, looking for ways to improve and refine and always getting better. Um, like you said, perfection business doesn't exist. Like there's no way you're going to ever be perfect. But you're going to move in that direction, constantly yeah. course correcting. Constantly course correcting. So this I, needs to be done at least once a year. Yeah. And during COVID, we had to do a, re, a reset mm -hmm. because things were moving so fast. Yeah. So uh, I hope, I mean, if you have, if you have ears, 
to hear this, I hope what you're, what you're picking up on is, you know, this, this can solve a lot of problems. This can solve a lot of problems for you. And I think the reason that it can solve problems is at least if you feel like this could solve problems for you, it's because you don't probably have a good plan right now. Maybe you're you're, working hard. You're working really hard and you're not going where you want to go. You're not seeing the results that you want to see. And, uh, I mean, I, man, I've been in so many environments where, um, I, I, or people I was with were just working so hard. In fact, I don't know if I shared this story, uh, on this podcast or not. Um, I took my kids, my seven-year-old daughter and my eight-year-old son to the ice rink. And, uh, my daughter, my, my seven-year-old daughter is convinced that she's going to be a, an Olympic figure skater one day or a ballerina or, or gymnast. And my son is convinced that he's going to be a professional hockey player, but neither of them have ever skated or had ever skated a day in their life. And so I bought them some, or actually we took them to the ice rink and rented skates just to see if they even liked it. And after about five, 10 minutes of, of basic instruction, my daughter figured it out pretty quick and she found a friend and she was skating around the rink and she was doing fine. And, um, and I taught her, I said, you just put one foot in front of the other, you push off with the back foot and you just glide, let yourself glide across the ice. You're not walking, you're skating. So don't think you're walking, don't try to walk. And then I went over to my son and I said, all right, buddy, we're, here's how you skate. And he was saying, I know, dad, I know, I know, I got it. And I said, well, you've never skated before and you're going to fall and hurt yourself if you don't listen to my instruction. So just listen to what I'm telling you to do. I know, dad, I got it, I got it. And I look over at him and he is, he's trying to run. He's trying to sprint on the ice. Like he's, he's heading to the other, other end, but he wasn't going anywhere. He was staying in that spot and he was moving. Like he was booking fast. His arms were moving, but he was not going anywhere. And so I skated over to him and I said, Hey, stop, stop working so hard. You're, you're working so hard to try to skate across the rink and you're not going anywhere. And he was falling over. And I said, take a deep breath, take it easy. And push off. I know dad. I know, I know, I know. And, um, and he, and he kept trying to run on the ice. Well, all the while his sister who has the equal amount of skating experience as he does was skating around in circles, making friends. And, um, you know, even a week after that, we were at a different rink and she was doing twirls on the ice and she had never done that before. And he was still trying to run on the ice. And that just, to me, that was a big picture of, a lot of times what we tend to do in business and in person, in our personal life, where we, we think we know better, we think we have a better way. And we don't look at, um, uh, I think one of the most important lessons that I learned younger when I was younger was looking for mentors, people mountain. We've talked about mountain guides on this podcast, people that are, that have gone where you want to go and, and they, they know the way and they know the map. And that's what this is. Phil has, has written a map because he's been there. And so you can have, uh, if you want access to that, go to the website, reach out to us, have a conversation with Phil, and then he can actually help walk you through this. And this is all part of the big story. So it's not just a a coaching relationship that you would have here, but this would all be unto uh, this full scale model that we're, we're helping to kind of explain this experiment of bringing Christ into the workplace and this is at the center. This is one of the core pieces, core building blocks. Yeah, it is. Because um, there's such a tendency to think that activity means progress. That's right. Well-planned activity means progress. Mm-hmm. 
So when I was younger, my, my one of my original ambitions was to be a, a bricklayer and a block mason. And um, the man who, who taught me, he could lay uh, three or 400 blocks in a day, and it didn't look like he was moving. <laughs> and and he, he said every day you look for a way to save a move. <laughs> so he studied other people who were good at it. And he was, he was a mountain guide. He taught me. Hmm. Uh, I ended up in cabinet making because I couldn't do br- uh, cement brick laying or block laying from home. Hmm. Wow. But that's what I loved. But yeah. yeah, but he taught me that to continuously improve it. So you take this plan and then you write it this year and the next year you improve it and next year you improve it and you're constantly improving it. That's very good. Well, I would encourage you, uh, if this is sparking any sort of curiosity or interest, please go to the website and reach out to us and we'd love to have a conversation with you and see if there's a way that we can help you build your own one page plan and uh, stop wasting your energy on, on, uh, on things that are not fruitful. Working hard without a plan. Working hard without a plan. Yeah. We want to help you work hard with a good plan so you can get where you need to go. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today and we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Leaders Podcast as we journey together toward healthy biblical leadership. If you're facing a particular challenge in your organization, please visit healthy-leaders.org. We would love to help you lead your organization to health.